All wings report in. House dog, standing by. Mother goose, standing by. Low tech tuck, standing by. Lock S foils in attack position. Animal squadron ready for battle. Welcome back, everybody, to the Animal Squadron podcast. You're here with your hairiest host, Mother Goose. And Low Tech Tuck. I finally got a mic, everybody. Low Tech Tuck with a high-tech mic? Hell yeah! (laughs) You got me in surround sound. This is a good day, my friends. (laughs) But I, I will say I am not totally sure what I'm doing, so if you hear, like, you know, chair squeaking or stuff like that just you know just add it to uh it's it's on brand for me yeah or blame or blame me for not cutting it out (laughs) well today we're back with the mandalorian we are talking about chapter 11 the heiress um but real quick i just wanted to talk about that bad batch season three trailer um that looked phenomenal yeah, no, it looks like, like it really might be like some of the most like cinematic, dramatic, thematic Star Wars that we're yeah. going to have this year, maybe. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. so uh, there's been a lot of discussion right now on the Ventress, uh, her appearance, and a lot of people were really upset that it looks like they're going to retcon the Dark Disciple. I think it's a novel. It might be a comic. I, I haven't read it personally. But uh, one of the show producers came out and said, no, it's going to line up with those events. I'm guessing her scene is going to be a flashback, potentially. Oh. Because I think the Dark Disciple takes place like right at the very end of the Clone Wars. Okay. And I'm assuming in those books she doesn't turn good. I think she dies. I think she does turn good, but she's dead at the end. Oh. Also, though, what if that's how it lines up? That might be. I mean, they brought Mal- they brought Maul back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I- I'm excited, yeah. though. I mean, just seeing Ventress with hair and what appeared to be blue and green lightsabers was sick. First, like, whenever I heard her voice, I got very excited. Okay, I'm. I think I'm going crazy. I could have swore she had a yellow lightsaber. Uh, you only see it for a second, so I. I honestly, I could be very wrong. I. I could be wrong. Let's see here, just for uh, entertainment here. I'm gonna try. But now, while you're looking that up, um, up, I am so hyped for this season. Uh, that trailer looked phenomenal. I'm really happy that it's the final season. Like, I'm really enjoying the bad black bat. bat bad batch but i'm really happy that that they're not um they're not doing too much they're just telling a short uh coherent story and they're not stretching it out more than it needs to be yeah by the way you are correct it is a yeah like i i googled it every single thumbnail she has just a yellow lightsaber <laughs> no that's okay um i am i'm hyped either way good ventress is something i've been waiting for for a while yeah yeah, but I um I and also it seems like they're just they're just going to be kind of going on the same plane that they've been going on. Yeah. Like it doesn't look like it's going to be anything just entirely new, but that's that's how it should be. That's that's how it should end. Yeah, they know what the show is and they're rocking it. Yeah. Well, are you ready to talk about The Mandalorian? Yes, sir. 
All right. Uh, we open with a crash landing. Yeah. <laughs> and not just any crash landing, but just a straight up carnival ride drop. <laughs> yeah. I I love this scene um, for, for a couple of reasons. One, um, we see the Mandalorian like he's clearly able to handle himself under pressure. Uh, I love his like angry, annoyed, like shutting off of the calm as the lady's like, uh, Razor Crest, you're coming in too fast. Please respond. <laughs> yeah. And then that final moment of like, it's just about to land and you think it's okay. And then it like tips to the sides and falls in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's such a, uh, you know, like kind of a tragic looking landing. And then it, I just love the, the comedic effect at the end there. That's good stuff. Yeah, and the the crane, too, that pulls them out of the water. It's it's little details that I love, or little details like this that I love, that just shows off kind of how the Star Wars universe works. Because, like, yeah, I've, I've, I never would have thought of it, but of course there'd be a dedicated service for pulling ships out of the water that didn't quite make the landing. Yeah, well, and also, too, I mean, dude, they might have space AAA. You never know. What if you get a flat tire out there? Now, the question is, does the Mandalorian as a bounty hunter have space AAA, or is that is that a flight risk? <laughs> or are they the only ones with space AAA? There's just like an under... There's an underground or black market AAA service for criminals. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, do you still have to wait for the, um, uh, the trailer guy to come? <laughs> Like, do you still, like, you're just sitting there with your hazards on in space, just waiting. <laughs> I I love this, honestly. <laughs> but no, it's just a really, it's a really quick scene, but it, it's a fun one. Yeah, and then also right after we get the long-awaited reunion of a family. Yeah, the frog lady gets to see her husband. Yeah, yeah, and we find out he doesn't speak English either. He also right? only speaks frog. But it's it's such a cute scene as like they hug each other again and they're happy and I I just love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do too. And I I really really love the like just the names for their characters that literally it's Frog Lady and Frogman and the language they're <laughs> yep. speaking is frog. <laughs> yes, it is fantastic. I love. We're that gonna so get much. more details on them eventually, but I'm. I honestly love that it's just frog. <laughs> I, was, I also just, I kind of want it to stay that way. I want everyone to be named either Frogman or Frog Lady. The language is called frog and the planet is also called frog. <laughs> honestly, or the big swamp. Da, it's even D-A, the big <laughs> <Exactly>. swamp. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. Well, let's see. I don't have anything uh, till they get to the restaurant or bar. Do you have anything else? No. Okay. So my initial thoughts watching it this time, because I'd forgotten, um, was that the chowder, it looks really gross. And I was like, but I would try it. And then the face hugger thing jumps out at Grogu. And I'm like, nope, actually, I will not be trying this. <laughs> That's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's also like, uh, I mean, just eating something like alive like that. It just kind of wigs me out a little bit. Like, I mean, I know, like, there's there's people out there. There's there's entire cultures that, like, eat live octopus and stuff. Yeah. And, like, that's a delicacy. They love it. It's fine. 
but I just, I can't, I can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I personally really don't like seafood overall, but I really like squid. I don't think I could eat a live squid. Yeah. Like I like calamari a lot, but yeah. Yeah. But a live one. Mm-mm. Yeah. Just, I would just be so afraid that it'd be like crawling back up. Even though I know that couldn't happen, <laughs> it would just be in the yeah. back of my mind that this octopus is trying to get revenge on me. I think for me, it's that moment of like, okay, I'm. it's going to be alive when I put it in my mouth. I'm going to chew, and it's not going to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, can, I, can, I can hunt. Like, hunting's fine. But oh yeah, but I, yeah. I, but I think just like swallowing something to kill it, yeah, that, that is kind of weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, let's see, and then just for the audience, um, the Mandalorian—he's here trying to get some information on other Mandalorians. Um, that you know, because I don't necessarily remember what's the correlation between finding other Mandalorians and getting Grogu to the Jedi, like. Yes, story-wise, it does line up that way, where he finds these Mandalorian, they help him find Ahsoka, which helps him find Luke. It's this big journey, but, like, Din doesn't know that these Mandalorian know where the Jedi are. What, what it, do you remember what his reasoning is for trying to find them? Yeah, it's, um, I believe it's the armorer who says it. Like, in their, like, goodbye scene, like, right oh, before okay. uh, they have to run through the sewer and then the armorer has, like, what looks like her last standoff. Yeah. Um, she tells him that he has to find... I forget what she... But it's basically, you have to find this group of Mandalorians, like, they know where the Jedi are. Or they'll know how to find the Jedi. Gotcha. Okay. So he's told that, but it's very vague. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, good. I'm I'm glad there was there was some connection. I j- I just couldn't remember. Um, anyway, he's looking for these Mandalorians, and he finds a group of Corin who have a boat that are willing to take him there. Uh, do you have anything before they get on the boat? No, no. Other than the the Corin guys turn out to be a bunch of poo poo pee pee heads. Yeah, I literally <laughs> like. I let out an audible gasp when he hits. Grogu into the pool and the monster comes up and eats his pod. I was so mad. I I'd forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I knew I knew Din ended up in the water. And so I was thinking they pushed him in and then closed the thing. I forgot. And it makes me so mad because this Corrin's like, oh, I bet the kid would like to see this. Uh move the kid closer. And then just smacks him with their, like, fishing hooks into the water. That son of a gun. (laughs) And also, like, you know, it's, um, I will say it is kind of interesting, though, the reason that he chooses that route. Because I think it's because he knows that he couldn't take Din in a one-on-one fight. Oh, for sure. So he was like, I'll let this monster kill him for me, and then I'll just collect his armor for money. Yeah. It's a really smart plan. Like, I think if it, for this Corrin, it is the best course of action. Oh, it's his only chance. Like, if he wants to steal the armor, that's that's the only way he's going to get it. But I still hate him. Me too. Like I said, he's a poo-poo pee-pee head. I stand by it. Uh, and then 
we have the big reveal of Bo-Katan and her boys coming in and saving the day. That's right. Bo-Katan uh, and I'm, the boys, even though only one of them's a boy. If I remember correctly, this is the first time we get to see her in live action, right? Yes. Yeah. And can I just, like, fangirl for a minute over the fact that they got the actual voice actress from the Clone Wars and Rebels? Did they really? To I didn't be know live that. Yeah, it's the same actress. It makes me so happy. That's fantastic. Right? And like And she looks like her. That's she looks thing. like her, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like obviously I think she's wearing a wig, but like just her facial structure is Bo Katan. Yeah, she looks like her. She really does. But I also wonder too if the animators though, if that's like I mean, not that they knew that far back that there was going to be a live action Bo-Katan, but I wonder if like, it was one of those things where the, like the voice actress did such a good job. They were like, you know, let's, let's kind of like make her look like this. I don't know. Yeah. They designed her character off, off of um, the actress, her voice actress. Yeah. yeah I don't I know. See that. I'm just guessing, but yeah. And her characters come so far at this point. Like, you know, she was part of death watch. Then obviously, there was uh, Maul takes over Mandalore, Ahsoka and the boys come and save him. Then there's the uh, Empire, or there's everything that happens in Rebels where she gets the Darksabers back. And then there's the Mandalorian Purge. Like, she's gone through some serious stuff and some serious character development at this point. Yeah, also Dead Sister. De- yep. And yep, also not dead just sister. Dead Sister, but Dead Sister who dies really really tragically (laughs) yep yep i don't know i just like she literally starts as a terrorist and now like she's potentially going to be the mandalorian leader if everything works out um i don't know i really like her story yeah i do too um quick question for you do you think if satine had lived that bo katan would have turned out the same I don't know. I maybe. Oh, that's such a hard one because her sister dying is a really is a really big thing. But if I'm remembering correctly, I think she'd already left Death Watch before her sister died. Yes, she did. She joined. Um, well, she joined the Republic's side in the Mandalorian yeah. Civil War. Right. Right. Um. I don't think she would have come as far. I, I yeah. you know, I think there's that that almost mentality of like, you know, I'm the little sister, you know. There's still someone above me looking out for me. Like she's my big sister and the leader of our people. I don't need to take on as much responsibility. Yeah, I also wonder too if like Satine could have talked her into politics rather yeah, than violence know. like later. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Really good question. Uh, if Satine was there, do you think we would have gotten a Mandalorian purge? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I I love Satine, but she just, I mean, just one of the big problems was that she was just refusing to believe that the war was real. Right, right. And like or she that- kind of became like stuck in that. That, like, we don't need to fight. We can we can solve these problems diplomatically. Right, which is a great mindset, but, like, 
It was a little too late. The war had already started. And also, it was, it was too far in. Like, there was just no, there was nothing they were going to be able to do about it. Like, it was at the point where, like, you know, I think maybe they would have held out a little longer. But yeah. I, I think they would have just been the last ones to die. Yeah. To be honest and with you. What's so tragic about the Clone Wars is there's so many, like, amazing characters like Satine who, on both sides, um, that were trying to find a peaceful solution. And because of uh, Palpatine, you know, being Palpatine, it just never worked out. Yeah, well, and, like, the, like, there's that whole arc with the CIS... Um, senator who's padme's mm-hmm. friend you know and that's like and they, her whole thing is she's literally just trying to find a peaceful solution and they do they yeah. do and then palpatine but, has her assassinated and blamed on the republic it makes me so mad <laughs> he's good at those games sneaky sheave um okay sorry we've been fangirling about the clone wars for a little bit it's such we'll, a good show <laughs> we'll get to the Clone Wars at some point when we can find a way to, like, you know, do a podcast episodes on the Clone Wars without destroying ourselves mentally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, too, I mean, House Talk's got to be here for that. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think my last thing I – oh, a couple things on the boat. I One, I love getting to see um, – Mandalorians fighting together. I'm going to make that note a lot, especially as we move into season three. Um, but we see uh, Bo-Katan meets Grogu here. Did she ever meet Yoda that we know of? I can't remember. Uh, no. No. Gotcha. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she probably would have known of Yoda. Right, right. But... At least, like, yeah, note of him, like, that he's the leader of the Jedi. Right. But. I just couldn't remember an, a scene of them together, and I, I'm pretty sure they didn't, as far as I can remember. I don't even um, think Satine met Yoda. Oh. I don't think either of them did. I don't think so. They're, maybe? I mean, like, maybe on, like, Satine and Obi-Wan's little adventures, I mean, maybe right. she did at one point, but. I... I think Satine, I think it's reasonable to say that she met Yoda at some point, just, you know, what being the senator uh, and leader of Mandalore. I don't think we ever actually saw that scene, though. Yeah. Um, And I'm so sorry. I know I said I only had two things. I just thought of a third really important thing. Here, we this is the first time we get to see Mandalorians take their helmets off uh, live action. Um, it's also the first time the for Din. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, equally surprised. Because this was something that a lot of people were really confused about because, you know, in the Clone Wars they took their helmets off. In The Mandalorian they didn't. What happened here? And I love that they're actually, like, starting to explore this and the difference between, like, the Mandalorian people and the children of the Watch. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else here on the boat? Um, no. Well, great. Last thing I have is just Din kind of throwing, <laughs> throwing a uh, fit and just jetpacking away. Like, nah, you're not real Mandalorians. Yeah. And he's gone. Yeah, he just distrusts him. He's like, no, no, you're not. Yeah. Take that armor off, poser. Right. <laughs> uh, next scene, we have him landing and 
then getting surrounded by a group of Korins who are very pissed that he killed their brother. Yep. And then Bo-Katan saves him again. (laughs) Yeah, she hits him with that. He didn't kill your brother. I did. And I'm going to kill you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that woman. She's great. This fight is just so great because it's like five seconds, maybe at most. There's like six or seven Korins and they're almost immediately taken out. Yeah, that's just Um, that's the power of Pine Saw, baby. Yeah, the Mandalorians, they just work so good together. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, conversation of, okay, I'm going to shoot this guy, you'll shoot that guy. They just, they just know, and they just do it. Yeah, but also, I mean, for all of, I mean, for everyone in that scene anyway, I mean, they've been doing it since they were literal children, so. Right, yeah. yeah. And I love that, I love that Bo, like, you know, she uses the fact that, like, Hey, like I know you don't trust me, but I was born on Mandalore. I I'm part of this clan, um, and I was there during the purge. Like you can trust me. Yeah, and that does start to work. And it starts to work. She does use the incentive of food. I think that probably helps. Mm-hmm. I mean that that would help in any situation. Yeah. No. Listen, I will. If there's free food, I will go wherever. Absolutely. Use that to kidnap me. Yep, I will go right into that little van. <laughs> <laughs> you got some steaks in that van? I'd like some steaks. You got a deal, my friend. <laughs> We're going to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even have to be high quality food either for people like yeah. me and Elijah. <laughs> uh, Just food. Yeah, in general. There's a reason there was a fat Elijah there for a while. <laughs> There's a reason there's currently a fat Tucker. <laughs> Don't believe him. He looks great. <laughs> okay, and he th- this scene was really short. Did you have anything else? Mm-mm. Next, we go back. I think it's the same restaurant. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, like where they meet up again. Well, yeah, it looks like it. I don't really think yeah. they really say from what I remember, but. Right. Um, I don't think I have much on this scene. Um, just the fact that, uh, oh no, I don't, I don't actually have a single note on this scene. Um, isn't this where, uh, she says that like in exchange for information that they need his help on one mission real quick. Yeah. There, she's like, I know where the Jedi are and I, uh, I can tell, I'll tell you. But first, I need your help, which I thought was really smart on her part. Yeah. Yeah, because also, I mean, while, um, while he thinks that she could be crazy, um, he could also be crazy. Especially knowing right. that he's from a cult. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think she has a to right to fair, not trust him. She was also a part of that cult at one point. So, I mean, yeah, she, she can't judge too much. In fact, she was part of the worse cult. She was part the of worst the, version she, of them, yeah. She was part the of the cult that, that started that cult. <laughs> she was a part of the ones that did terrorist acts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, Den's people, they they were just a little weird. but Right, yeah. But uh, Death Watch, they, they liked killing. Yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> like, that was that was their whole thing, is they they fought and did terrorist acts so that they could kill more. Yeah, and start a civil war. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's all I had there. And then um, we get a scene where he drops uh, 
Grogu off with the frog lady, I was so nervous as soon as he walked in and I saw where he took the kid and I was like, ah, he's going to eat more eggs. There's going to be more. Yep. More eggs gone. Um, and I think it's in this scene. We see one of the, uh, eggs actually hatch and we see the like tadpole version of the frog lady frog man. And it, that there was a rage inside me. I was so mad because I, it made me realize just how close those eggs were to hatching when Grogu was eating them. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I, lo- I love that you thought about that. These two episodes make me hate Grogu so much. I'll love him next episode, I promise. <laughs> but these two episodes, there's just a fire in my heart. He's just going through a hard phase, man. What if 50 yep. years old is is uh, Yoda's species terrible twos, you know? You know what? Like, what if he's I'll, just I'll having a hard that. time? I'll take it. What if he's just growing? He needs his needs his frog eggs so he can grow big and strong and do backflips like his dad. <laughs> That's right. Then we have a scene where they're planning, uh, planning the attack. The only note I have is the Mandalorians make fun of the... Um, the stormtroopers on there, they make a joke that they couldn't even hit a ban- the side of a bantha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yes, they do. which I thought was a really funny, a nice reference. Obviously, they're making fun of the stormtroopers, uh, but yeah. it reminded me of episode four when uh, Obi-Wan was like, only a stormtrooper could be this precise. Yeah, and like also that, uh, you know, those YouTube um, like clips that are based off of that like it's obi-wan saying that and then it's them like proceeding to miss luke and leia and han as they're running down the hallway (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then i don't i don't have anything till they get on the ship do you have anything else uh no oh I, i guess like you know first note on the ship is we get to see more of that uh good mandalorian teamwork and coordination hell yeah i i really thought they were gonna take the razor crest up like i thought that's why they needed din's help but it was so cool like seeing them like fly up to the ship in their jetpacks i was like oh hell yeah i didn't even think about that yeah yeah and then once they get in there too it's just like it's just surgical it's awesome right yeah um i'm trying to think there are a couple deaths that i made note of one like one of the guys runs out to help them outside while they're on the like balcony i guess of the ship i can't think what it's called and one of the Mandalorians just, like, grabs him from behind and launches into the air. And we never see what happens, but I'm assuming they flew away, dropped him, and then flew back to the ship. <laughs> Imagine how terrifying that would be. That'd be awful. <laughs> you just run, like, you hear your friends, friends say, like, oh, there's pirates out here. And you step out the door, and then you're in the sky. <laughs> and you look up, and there's a dude in armor that sort of looks like yours and he's flying you and then just drops you right but yeah there's there's not really a lot to say in this fight scene it's it's a mandalorian fight scene they kill a ton of stormtroopers and it's awesome yeah yeah um the black the car oh the cargo hold the guy's so confident because he traps them in the doors and he's like hell yeah and the guys and the his um the officer above him is like where did you trap him and he's like the cargo hold controls and then you just see the cargo bay doors open and they all fly out (laughs) yeah um i love just some creative storm trooper killing 
Yeah, no, it's it's solid. Also, I mean, based on what they do later in other shows and movies, the Empire deserves it. I don't know if the individuals oh, deserve 100%. it, but the Empire yeah. deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like the I really like the blasters that they have in the cargo hold. I don't I don't recognize these blasters. Did you? They're like. Um, they almost look like the cl- clone troopers rifles, um, but they had like a fat circular cylinder around uh, the barrel. Uh, I'm blanking on those. I mean, I yeah, I do know, like the real the real life gun that they base the stone. I mean, not the stone, the stormtrooper gun off of, and that's a Sterling submachine gun. Oh hell yeah. Um. Let me just look up a, see if I can find a screenshot of that bad boy, and I can tell you, um, Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, well, you're looking that up. Uh, we also get our first reference of the dark saber. She doesn't actually say dark saber, but she tells. There's this really awkward scene where Din realizes um, that they're gonna take the ship, not just the cargo, and that Bo-Katan had lied. And instead of just being like, "Yeah, sorry, I lied to you," she just hits him with that. They have something. If I'm going to rule Mandalore, they have something that I need to actually do that. That being the Darksaber. And I just, I love that because they're like hinting towards it. They're referencing it without just saying the Darksaber. Yeah, I, from what I can see, I mean, and honestly, I'm just looking at like just screen grabs real quick. But it just looks like a normal E-11, I think. Gotcha. Which is just okay. the Sterling submachine gun just with extra stuff on it in typical star wars fashion still sick as hell though oh yeah i mean that's that's how they make like all the guns is they're real guns with other stuff (laughs) right well great uh last thing i really want to talk about is uh this guy's devotion to um the empire uh he calls moff gideon it's like hey bestie we need some help and gideon's like yeah kind of too late and so he just shoots his men kills them and starts dive bombing the ship towards the water yeah yeah that's uh that's commitment right there yeah and then um he also commits suicide later uh he's got one of those teeth capsules that shock him to death yeah but that's also after bo-katan asks him about the dark saber right and he's yeah. like if you're asking you already know and then proceeds to electrocute himself yeah, what what a devoted man. Like it's people like that that the they're the reason the empire never really truly goes away. Like it just shows how devoted they were to this tyrannical government. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean like, yeah. you know, it's um to even say that they love it is an understatement. Like it's it's yeah, it was, it's who they are. <laughs> right. Yeah. It I think it's easy sometimes which we should. We should humanize the stormtroopers and the people that work for the Empire. But I think it, sometimes we forget that, like, when we're humanizing them, that they they weren't forced to do this. Yeah, some of them were, but a lot of them really believed in the Empire and what it was doing. Yeah. And also with the Imperial propaganda, like, some of it sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also you know, there are I- people who are just evil too (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, definitely (laughs) like this this guy he was devoted but to kill your own men i definitely think he was probably more on the evil side 
Just being honest. Yeah, I mean, I think he viewed it. Let me just play devil's advocate. I think he viewed it as um, he was being like merciful. Yeah, I so agree. So they don't have to like panic while they plummet into the ground. Oh, yeah. Okay. And also I so that, that they can't get captured too. Yeah, I saw more of a. I'm gonna kill them so they can't stop me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think he <laughs> thinks he's being merciful. It's right. not. I mean, it's still horrible, but I don't know. Again, no, just sure. uh, just being controversial, just cause. No, I, I like it. That's what this podcast for. Yeah, exactly. Who would listen if we agreed on everything all the time? Yeah, that's true. And then we get the ah- Ahsoka Tano. Finally, um, uh, Bo Katan tells him, "Hey, you need to go to Corvus. It's a forest. I can't remember exactly what." And talk to Ahsoka Tano, tell her Bo-Katan sent you. Um, do you remember how you felt first time you heard her say that? I was hyped. I was Same. very hyped. I was like, we're going to get live action Ahsoka. We're actually going to get it. Right? Because I, I think, if I'm, remember, if I'm remembering correctly, there were rumors. But we didn't, we didn't know for sure until she said that. Yeah, I think, actually at that point... Didn't they release that Ahsoka was gonna be in the show? Because like, didn't I think they so. didn't they announce Rosario Dawson? Maybe, yeah. But like, we didn't know when, and we didn't know how, or anything like that. So right, yeah. Because also up to that point, I had no idea what Jedi they were gonna meet up with. I remember thinking about that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I know says a Ahsoka, lot of people, You're like, whoa. A lot of people were considering Luke, because. Uh, we didn't know how many Jedi there were at the time. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a small section of people that were thinking maybe it would be Ezra, because we didn't know what his fate was at that point. Mm-hmm. I guess, theoretically, it also could have been... Ob- oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Wrong timeline. Wrong timeline. Could have been Ghost Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, I've got, I've got two notes left. Again, after all this, Mando goes to get... Grogu the little tadpole baby survived but Grogu's like sitting there petting it and the parents are like oh so cute the babies are hanging out but I know I know it's because Grogu was looking for a chance to eat that thing he was about eating it that little freak <laughs> yeah like and Din shows up and he grabs Grogu and he's like literally having to pull him away from it <laughs> oh just a, a fiery passion of hatred in my heart I love how mad you are about this <laughs> It really cracks me up. I don't know. I think if they weren't the last of their species, it probably wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even know. They may not even be the last of their species. It's just the last of their line. Right. Anyway. Uh, and then we get to see the ship again, the Razor Crest, after it's been fixed. And it was a really crummy job. The fix-up was really bad. Yeah. Uh, In fact, the Mandalorian says, he says something about it, right? Yeah, he's like, really, I gave you a thousand credits and this is the best you could do? (laughs) What does the guy say? Do you remember? Nothing. He just hands him the paperwork to sign. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Which he does. And Din gets on the ship and he, he like, the, um, the cockpit is being held together by strings at this point. And he's literally like, Ugh, Mon Calamari. And I'm like, which was funny, and obviously he has a right to be mad, but at the same time, 
The Mon Calamari are some of the best shipbuilders in the entire galaxy. For them. Yeah. I wonder if they're like, but also I wonder if they're like known as a people for being like really cheap. Cheap? And like Maybe. greedy. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, playing devil advocate, um, there was a ton of, a ton of damage to the Razor Crest, so... You know, maybe maybe Din was being cheap and not paying him enough. Yeah, but also, I mean, if they're the greatest shipbuilders in the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> kind of think they could fix it, at least with some scraps right. or something. Yeah, it just it just makes me sad because I know I know what we're going to. I know what's coming and I'm not ready for it. What are you talking about? The the new ship? Yes, but the more so the, the Razor Crest just getting completely blown up. Oh, it makes yeah. me so sad. Yeah, no, I got you. Top ten saddest Star Wars deaths. <laughs> the ship. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that was episode eleven, the Eris. Uh, Tnel, you have anything else? Nope. Uh, I mean, I'm very excited to get to see Ahsoka for the first time again. Yeah watching the next yeah. episode so and i i think this was a great episode for um just like story development and pushing the mandalorian to where it eventually does become it's a great episode for answering the question about like we talked about earlier the whole children of the watch versus the rest of the mandalorian people um so a short episode but a super important one yeah well i mean for the first time it brings up the idea that they're split and they need to be united. Yeah. And like, then yeah. there's this like desperate need for that to happen for their survival. Right. Which if you've watched clone wars or rebels, uh, you kind of already know this going in, but there's, there's a huge section of the star Wars fandom that only watches the live action stuff, you know? So this is their first kind of introduction to it. And I, I think it does really well. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And also, I like that the character that's going to bring everyone together is introduced in this episode. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching or listening. I make this mistake way too often. Um, if you have any uh, questions or comments, you can email us at animalsquadron at gmail.com. Again, that is animalsquadron at gmail.com. Uh, if you're listening somewhere where you can leave us a review, we'd really appreciate that. It helps us out a ton. And if you're listening on Spotify, the question of the week will be just what did you think of The Mandalorian Chapter 11, The Heiress? For the Animal Squad, this has been Mother Goose. And Low Tuck Tuck. Goodbye, everybody! Adios.